0: Hey guys, on today's episode, we're gonna take a look at Dave and Busters and see why it dropped 20% after earnings. We'll take a look at earnings call, earnings files, and see why investors started to sell off this company. So let's begin. all right guys so like every episode i already took the time to read the 10 k 10 q report in this one because it's quarter one i also took the time to look at their earnings transcript and any other information that they've buster provided for us during their earnings so as we saw dave and buster dropped about 21 percent a little bit over ten dollars and it's sitting right now about forty dollars so let's take a look at what happened and first let's see down over 16 percent the main they have a i feel like these are the top few reasons that they dropped first the report comparable sales fell 0.3 percent in q1 and it fell short of its expected 1.6 gain with this decrease on quarter one in comparable sales it made dave and buster's full year revenue swish. they also lowered their full guidance for this year which again is bad news so from 1.365 billion to 1.39 billion compared to 1.37 to 1.4 billion Prior to these change, so we can see it's about a 0.5 to 1 billion dollar difference in in guidance compared to last year. So the actual number does not seem to probably be scaring the investors as much. It's just the fact that they had to change their guidance. Having to change their guidance means that the for me, in fact, it means leadership was not prepared for all the upsides and downsides. And here they, it shows that they were not prepared for what could happen. I feel like leadership, when they do give some form of guidance, they have to put in pack everything that could, that they know might have a possibility of happening. And they did know that quarter one is volatile due to the shift in Easter holiday. And this is the reason they're blaming this shortfall. But they knew Easter was coming. And talk, looking at their earnings call in the transcript, they mentioned that they knew quarter one is a volatile quarter. So if they knew it was a volatile quarter, then they means they should have known that their revenue would have been extremely volatile based on quarter one. So to me, that kind of shows a really lack of leadership. Full net year income of 103 million to 1013 is anticipated versus 105 to 117. Again, net income, just like their revenue, obviously if they're collecting less revenue. They're also going to be collecting less net income. So those are just some changes. So now let's take us some key highlights from the first quarter of 2019 compared to the first quarter of 2018. So these places like these seem to be seasonal just right. Summer probably tends to be a better time for them because there's more kids out of school and more, uh, more adults are, are definitely out to take their kids and the adults themselves are also able to go out more during the summer opposed to winter time. We're here in the East Coast. We have the We have snowstorms and other weather-related activities that can postpone us from going to stores like this. So that's why I like to take a look at information compared to the same quarter last year because it'll be more of a one-to-one ratio because the same holidays are happening, the same types of weather storms are happening, so the same type of volatility should be happening. So total revenue increased 9.5%, almost a 10% increase, and that's definitely really good when we're seeing quarter-to-quarter. They opened seven new stores compared to six stores last quarter so an extra stores and the company is still growing at a great rate it seems and i will take a look that they're even wanting to open i think a total of 15 stores for this year so they still have about seven seven to eight more stores to to open unfortunately comparable sales decreased 0.3 percent so this is, this is crazy, right? I mean, that's how you can tell a company is growing. Because even though comparable sales decrease, that means same store to same store sales decrease, they're opening new stores that are allowing the revenue to keep increasing. Unfortunately, eventually you'll, you'll have a point where once you flatline in new stores, you'll be able to really see if the new stores... Well, right here we can see the stores are not producing what they should be producing. Net income of four, $42.4 million dollars or about $1.13 per share versus net income of $42.2 million um, or $104 per share. So we can see a nice small increase of $0. $0.2 million, not, not, a, not a lot, $200,000 in net income. That for a big company does not seem like, like a lot of money in, 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 in my opinion, right? Earnings before income tax increased 3.2%. Adjusted earnings before income tax um, increased 2.4 percent they did launch new games so marvel contest of champions and star trek dark remnants their third proprietary virtual reality t- titles so we can see they are investing in new games and they they're definitely going with the trend marvel has definitely been a great big thing going on in the entertainment realm so they got this new game on it star trek in my i'm not not too much of a star trek fan so i wouldn't know don't follow the series that much, but if they, I'm pretty sure they do have. We have a lot of a lot of fans of the Star Trek that would love to go and play this game. They did repurchase 1.3 million shares for 63.5 and paid a quarterly cash dividend of 15 cents per share. So now let's take a look at their revenue. So they delivered robust revenue and earnings per share growth, and new store performance remained strong. So yeah, we we saw right there was a 9.5 compared to the same quarter last year, increase in revenue. The, the revenue growth was driven by 11.9% increase in amusement and other revenues and 6.1% increase in food and beverages. So you can see more people, um, there's still more people, there's still plenty of customers going to Dave & Buster's to play because revenue has increased about 12% on just the gameplay. But their food and beverages are also doing good because it did increase by a nice six percent as well. So those are some strong, strong numbers for a quarter-to-quarter quarter, um, based, based number growth. So that's definitely re- really good in my opinion. You can we can't expect anything much higher. Anything much higher than that, I think, would be would be um, pretty, pr- pretty impressive. But I don't think it's, it's feasible for a company at this size already. And just to break down the mix, amusement and others our percentage total increased 1.3 percent to 59.2 percent so amusement now is 59.2 percent of revenue while food and beverage is 40.8 both have grown compared to the same time last year so that's definitely good news right even though amuse so if revenue is divided into two things it's divided into amusement and it's divided into food beverages if food if amusement has gone up based on total revenue that does not mean that food beverage has gone down food beverage has also gone up but the actual percentage of sales amusement has gone up much higher but that's definitely good that we're still seeing um, a both growth in food and amusement and to me it's pretty impressive that food and beverage i, I definitely think the beverage but the foods be about Forty percent of this total company's revenue is, is, is definitely pretty impressive. I thought amusement would have had much more higher percentage compared to total revenue, but it's it's close to it's it could eventually get to a one to one ratio. But I'm pretty sure maybe the uh, obviously the amount of money you pay for revenue can probably equate the amount of money you pay for food. Um, so yeah, next we'll talk about increase in cost. They did have some increase in cost that we're gonna see. Operating and payroll benefits increased about 20 uh, cost of percentage sales was about 22.8%, an increase of 90 basis points compared to year over year. And so that means last year was 29, 219 because 90 basis points is an increase of 0.9%. So it was increased um, due to unfavorable impact of wage inflation. I'm sorry that income had to go up. I'm so sorry for, the, for you, David Buster incremental investment in labor rea- related to virtual reality and deleveraged on comp stores so we can see they are investing in virtual reality but to me i'm not 100 percent sure how that that will work i have gone to dave and busters a few times last year and the virtual realities are games i usually don't tend to go to they do take up a huge amount of real estate in the in the stores themselves and maybe it is because I have virtual reality at home that I don't really see the big, um, the big fuss about it and going to go pay for it. And they are a little more expensive than the regular games. Uh, but hey, it, it, I wish we could see what percentage is going to virtual reality in form of income, but I don't think they break it down that low for us. They also have a deleverage on comp stores. Other operating expenses were up 100 basis points year over year, largely driven by higher occupancy costs, primarily at our non-com stores and increased investments in sports programming. So, right, it's saying that they had, if this is weird, the way they try to word it, it makes it seem that they are high, higher people coming to the stores. So that's why their operating expenses have gone up. Then they meant that this is primarily on non-com stores. So non comp stores are stores that just opened up in the last quarter that they can't in the last three quarters that they can't compare sales with this quarter so even it doesn't really mean number of people have gone up it's just that in the, since they now have new stores obviously they're going to have new customers in these new locations but they can't compare it to the same um, to the same location because that same location was never there so this we have to again continue to wait to see once these occupancy on um, these new stores start to slow down so we can really see how the occupancy is going on? So right now we can we we don't know how how we saw that there was a 0.3 percent decrease in comparable sales. So let te- technically we are seeing less customers going into same stores compared to previous quarter. General and administrative expenses were 6.8 million, up 7 percent from the prior year, reflecting increase in supporting on growing store base and higher technology and legal expense partially offset by lower stock-based compensation expense. Again, this is investments that they need to do, and these expenses are not outrageous. They, they, they seem to be um, pretty, pretty fair-based, and the amount of increase is not happening as high. And remember, we are opening about six to seven stores per half a quarter, per half a year, so we, are, we, we do expect to see these expenses go up. Next, we have the guidance for 2019 and they are revising on key metrics for, fis- for fiscal year of 2019, which ends on February 2nd, 2020. And I, this is the main reason I think uh, um, the stock dropped. So in my opinion, right, like I mentioned before, this shows a lack of leadership as later on we're going to see that they mentioned that they knew quarter one is a volatile, is a volatile quarter. So they should have planned ahead. Like I mentioned, they did total revenue revised. So yeah, total revenue of 1.36 billion to 1.3 billion compared to 1.37 to 1.4. Billion. So these are actual numbers taken off from their transcript. So we can see the actual number is not that big of a difference. It's about 10 million dollars. 10 million dollars is not not huge. And comparable sales. This is the one that's again a big thing. Comparable store sales of one of negative 1.5. 2.5 percent compared to a flat 1.5 increase comparable store sales so that means they are still worried that less people are going to be coming to their stores i mean from a flat 1.5 to now negative 1.5 that's a huge range gap where they they switched over to uh, and here we can see that is definitely not not a great thing to see in same stores same um same store sales decrease by that amount of money They are trying to open about 15 to 16 new stores that's left unchanged net income of 102 103 million um, on the low range now compared to what they thought was be 105 million again that is not a huge difference and I don't think the actual number values of decreasing about two million dollars is making this stock drop 16% but is that comparable store sales of negative 1.5 that's definitely scaring the investors any other big change that i can see we can see right earnings before income tax were 200 were previously 285 million in the long range in the low range and now it's 283 million only two million dollar difference so we can see this in my opinion the number value is not the like i keep repeating it's not the main factor of this drop it is just that comparable store sales decrease and just the fact that they had to do guidance revising on their guidance. So we had some top dog shifts. So some new people joined. We have Scott Bowman who recently joined as the CFO of the company. Scott does have a long proven record of success working with brands like Home Depot and most recently HIPIT Sports. Joe Prospero was serving as the interim CFO, but he is now the SVP of Supply Chain and Business Development. So that's pretty good that they do have in that they had um the new svp of supply be a previous person inside so i like i like to see if, um upgrades within because that those are the people that truly know the company as a whole scott bauman is not did not know the company doesn't come from inside the company but he did he does have um he does have a resume a pretty impressive resume working for those two big companies so that that'll definitely be good and see home Depot is definitely was is definitely a, a good company um to to experience similar similar attributes that that can definitely be used in this in this type of work so again these top dog shifts to me that not, nothing too too heavy right now to really worry about shareholder returns during this quarter they repurchased approximately 1.3 million shares of common stock at an average price of 49 dollars so right now you can buy the stock about nine dollars cheaper than they did so that's they're 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 bad investors i mean i i I, these people are horrible investors if i may say so myself but they currently have over 200 million dollars for remaining under the existing authorization so i wonder with this big drop are they picking up new shares since inception they purchased about 7.6 million shares on average price of slightly under 52 dollars so, I mean, they're, they're definitely way above their av- – the stock price is way below their average price point. It's about $12. And right now, that they need about a 30% jump to, to get to where, they're, where they purchase shares. Um, so, I wonder if they're going to continue to buy some shares right now. So, they spent about $63 million. So they spent about $63 million to buy those shares. Um, and they currently still have $200 million. So yeah, they can still buy plenty, plenty of shares, um, at this current price. Hopefully, they are buying. They did pay a third quarter their third quarterly cash dividend of fifteen cents per share during quarter one, and pretty new for me to see that a company has only paid cash dividends for three times. So they definitely paying this this amount of cash dividend. Uh, it definitely shifts shifts the whole the whole money movement cash flow of the company. So this they're fairly new at paying cash dividends so i wonder how how effective they were at at definitely at um allocating this money and making sure they're still paying um still have enough of positive free cash flow to continue with their business so this is what we'll see in the next episode where we'll take a look at their numbers this is fairly pretty early for them to be paying cash not not early for them to be paying cash dividends but it is early in their cash dividend payments right this is the only third this is the third time they paid cash dividends so we it definitely shifts the whole momentum of the money flow and it's something to take a look at right is is it working out are they gonna need to can they increase it are they gonna decrease it and after a few quarters they definitely get to see the true the true effect of what's happening here things to note from their earnings calls like i mentioned i, I did read their earnings transcript and I love le- reading their earnings transcript because we get to see what leaders have to say. And the earnings transcript, even though they practice already what they're saying, they definitely get hit with, with some, with some curveballs that can definitely change things of, the, of how they say stuff. So this is the thing that confuses me at the most. As mentioned on the last call, quarter one tends to be volatile quarter for them due to the timing of Easter and spring break and the impact of weather during the specific time period, and this year was no exception. So they knew, they knew that quarter one had a volatile type of revenue source. So that's why I don't understand why their guidance was so, was so bad. I mean, that, 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 that to me just, to me, gives me a bad taste on leadership. They should have been prepared for something like this because they knew, they even mentioned it last quarter, that quarter one tends to be volatile. They do expect increase in competition over the balance of the year as they continue to see aggressive entry into their market. Another reason why we're probably seeing that decrease in comparable sales. And again, that's another one. I, I totally forgot that I read that one. But that is definitely another reason to to, to, to see that drop increase. I mean, they're having, they're saying they are seeing aggressive. They're using the word aggressive entry into their market. You don't just throw out the word aggressive out there. Um, unless it, it, it means that it can truly influence something so they are seeing that type of, of entry into the market and another recent key point to to keep note of like always they are trying like any other company the main thing they try to do is improve experience for their customers if you ex- improve the experience for the customers that means the customer is gonna be returning like for example for me I've gone to Dave & Buster's but I'm not a fan of the restaurant I go for the gaming and the drinks But the restaurant always gave a bitter taste to my mouth so i never really returned to it and that's because of that improved i didn't have that great experience so if you improve the experience you'll continue to get the develop the customers coming back so they are increasing the amount of new games including multiple prop proprietary vr games like we see vr games are definitely something they are focused on and are investing in turning to the food and beverage business they remain on simplifying on simplification of quality and accessibility. They did decrease their menu by 35% compared to the beginning of last year. I mean I think that's definitely a great news. I, I forgot when was the last time I went to their restaurant but they did have a big rush a big menu and a big menu is it just doesn't help out as much. So they reduced with complexity in kitchen process and improved the ability to deliver items quicker on busier nights. Again, that food and business, we can see why it's definitely holding about 40% of the total revenue. They are on track to unveil a new mobile app in the back half of 2019. So that's probably sometime around fall. Business, they do say that their business must remain digitally relevant to attract and retain our core customer groups. And their new assets being designed to offer greater functionality. I kind of wonder what kind of access will this application have That would allow customers to come back and that will help out grow new customers they still haven't given details about the true about the true uh what this application can do and they say later as we get closer to to the release date they will mention some of the the applications this thing this software can use they do continue to believe international represents a good long-term growth vehicle for them and they will continue to pursue potential opportunities at the moment I believe that the only two places they're in is United States and Canada they did try to do someplace I forget they did mention that they are pursuing other locations international but at the moment they did not talk much about them so it's something um, I can probably take a little deeper look on later throughout the series like we can see there is that new standard lease where they have to recognize of operating leases that are longer than 12 months So right now, it added up about $880 million to their assets and about $1.1 billion to liabilities. So if you're looking at new uh, companies right now, if you're starting to look at their assets and liabilities in their balance sheets like I normally do, you're going to see that all these companies in this past quarter have increased their liabilities and assets dramatically. But we understand that this is because of the uh, new lease standard that they have to represent these liabilities and assets. Um, so it's a, you just got to make sure that the, that the increase in liabilities and the increase of assets kind of match the numbers we see here because if not, it can throw us a red flag. So that's it, guys, for Dave & Buster's. Tune in tomorrow for a new episode. We will take a look at their numbers. Don't forget to subscribe, guys. Let me know what you guys think about the, about the company in the comments. What, what are your current thoughts of Dave & Buster's? Do you think this 16, 20% decrease was is, is definitely um, ha, has a right to be dropped that much percent? If not, are you buying? Are you selling at this time? Are you not even looking at David Buster's? Let me know what other company you want me to take a look at. And make sure to give me a subscribe and a thumbs up. Take care, guys, and see you tomorrow.